To the Ether. Today is Friday, January 28th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol, and it's refundable, and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community focused and designed to be a user friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Check them out online at WeFund.app. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Take advantage of their Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, which brings you the hottest news and updates on all things Terra. Find it using the link in the show notes. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support of all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, we have the Luna Omics check-in for the lunatics. Let's take a listen. So, again, like this, the strategy works when Luna is the assumption that Luna is going to 10x, which I still hold. Like, I think there's so much fud in the space um, regarding Anchor and Luna and all kinds of you know. When the market goes down, everybody comes out of the the corners that have you know any kind of doubt. Uh, in in Terra or whatever, and some people just enjoy rubbing salt into people's wounds. So, um, yeah, I I guess people's true selves come out when when the market's down. But um, yeah, I I have the same conviction. I haven't changed position. Um, I I had I had conviction in Luna when it was four dollars and just averaged in every single time my LTV dropped and, you know, went from 140 to 5 million in one year. So now uh, it went from 5 million. I'm probably at like 1.4 million. Uh, so it is a huge retracement from the the highs, but it's, it sucks to be down that, that much, but that's the way it was in May. And I'm willing to take those kind of um, pullbacks so that, you know, when we hit, thousand dollars that um you know my goal is to be at 100 mil so these are the these are the the moments that you know are will either make or break people and um i think that we could still get down lower like we're at 50 right now i think we could get down to 30 i don't think that we'll get lower than the 30s but you know i i'm not predicting price anymore i mean i i never try to predict price i try to respond to it because no matter what I predict, uh, the market's going to do what it wants to do. So it's much better to be like nimble and flexible with and respond to what the market does instead of having this 
you know, like the market's going to do this because I think it's going to do it. Yeah. So yeah, I just hope everyone's doing well. I know it's painful and I just wanted to, I, I just got off a call with my friend. Um, he, his LTV got up to 45 and his comfort level is 35. So he called me this morning and wanted to know what his options were. So, uh, we just kind of talked through those, talked through those options. And if there's anyone that wants to like ask a question or, uh, talk through what options are right now, um, I'm open to it. So, uh, Maybe I'll just walk you through what my conversation was with him this morning and then just open it up to any questions. I don't have a lot of time, uh, probably another 20 to 30 minutes, um, but I'd like to just make myself available to whoever um, wants to ask questions. So basically, my friend was 45 LTV. Um, he wanted to get down to 35. He had uh, about 125 Luna, liquid Luna. Uh, in his wallet and he wanted to know if it's better to provide it like convert to be luna and provide it or to um to sell it and to uh, bring his ltv down <clears throat> so i had him um just do uh scenario checks it's what i do when uh i just want a solid idea of what my options are so um i had him go to ash go to terra station and then go between Astroport and TerraSwap uh, to see what the spreads were, compare the spreads in converting his Luna to B-Luna to see how much more uh, B-Luna he could get. Um, and then once he found out that he could get more uh, through Astroport, um, had him go into Anchor and uh, pretend to provide it. So you can uh, go to Provide uh, in the Borrow tab, hit Provide, slide the bar um to uh the amount of luna that you intend to provide and then it shows you uh what your ltv will drop to so uh if he provided that 120 uh luna or if he converted the 120 luna he would get an extra three um through astroport so he put that number into um the the provide and it was able to lower his LTV to 33. Um, then I told him to go to the borrow tab and to go to repay to, um, to compare the two. And so he went to repay and um, if he sold all of it, he would have gotten 2,500 UST or something like that. Um, and then pulled his LTV down um, or uh, used that UST to repay his loan. And he could get all the way down to uh, like 20% LTV, 23% LTV um, with a much lower liquidation price. Um, but he said he didn't want to go down that low. Um, so I, the main thing that um, I told him was that his comfort level LTV was the main thing that should guide him, not, not the price. Um, and if he wanted more gunpowder, uh, that he should, shouldn't provide the B-Luna because it, it really depends where he felt the market was going. So um, he felt that he wanted to be able to be safe all the way down to the 20s. So so I said, if, if you feel like it, it could get down to the 20s, then instead of providing B Luna, you should uh, just have the liquid Luna in your wallet. Um, you don't need to sell all of it. Uh, right now, you can just sell enough to bring it down to... Um, to your comfort level of 35%. And then as we go down, then 
you know, you can sell more to bring it down more. But uh, he had enough Luna to to bring it down to well into the, the the mid to low 20s if he left his liquid Luna in his wallet. So um, that's what he's doing. And then later he said he forgot that he had another 120 uh, Luna in his Kraken account. So I told him, just bring that over, um, convert that to be Luna, provide that to bring you down to 30%. And then you have the extra 120 to leave as liquid Luna to bring you, you know, even lower than 20 per- uh, $20, um, liquidation. So, uh, that's what he did. Um, for me, I'm kind of all in B Luna right now. I provided everything into B Luna. My, my, um, my assumption is that we're not going to go too much lower. So I actually provided all of my Luna, uh, into B Luna. Um, I don't recommend anyone else follow me and, and do that, but that's, kind of what I think. I don't think we're going to drop much farther than this. So, um, and if we do, then I'll just eat, either eat the spread and um, convert my, withdraw my B Luna to Luna and then provide it or sell it to, to pay down the loan or maybe just allow myself to be liquidated because I've been looking at Kajira and it's kind of around the four to 5% as well. So, so it's not like how it was in May where it would liquidate you at 30%. So it seems like even in this 50% pullback, there's not, it's not like the same situation as it was in May because you have Ash Report that's adding a lot of liquidity. So the spread between Luna and B Luna is like 5%, which is very reasonable, uh, between 3 to 5%. And there's also Kajira that liquidates you at between 3 to 5%. Uh, I mean, from what we've seen so far. Um, I think those spreads could widen and the Kajira bids could get much bigger if we have like some crazy crash, which I, I'm hoping we don't see. Um, but And I've kind of placed my bets that we're not going to see that. Um, but if we do, um, I mean, you know, that's just, we're, we're in a game of risk. So that's, that's what we expose ourselves to because we want, the reward so yeah so if there's any questions or any input into that can just talk sorry for a little little bit yeah Uniracer. yeah i was just gonna ask um what your thoughts were on the proposal to increase the ltv to 80 percent on anchor right now and, and you know how that might affect the strategy yeah i think that it's it's an awesome like everything is getting better you have astroport that's getting uh narrowing the spreads between luna and b luna so that you know, you can, you know, go, go in and out. Um, you have Kajira that's uh, liquidating at very reasonable, um, reasonable rates. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't take the other side of that trade in um, and put bids in for 5%. Like if, if I'm going to have my money sitting, I want like, you know, 10% or, or, or 20%. But it's awesome that people are taking the other side of that trade for 5%. And that, that's really great for, uh, people on the other side of the trade, like like ourselves, um, and then being able to go up to eighty percent LTV, or you know not getting liquidated till eighty percent LTV, um, that's huge. That that just provides another layer of of um, protection. Uh, I personally, and I don't think they'll let you borrow up to eighty percent um, from what you told me in our DMs this morning. Um, I think that's smart, um, but. Yeah, it just gives an added layer of, you know, a layer of protection, I think, for us. 
So yeah, I mean, if you, if if you can can go to the governance tab and vote on that, that would be great. You know, whoever's listening to this. Yeah, guys, I'd love to to input if if you don't mind. Yeah. Hey guys, so uh, hello from Portugal. So all the way uh, across the Atlantic. Uh, oh, tax free. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I didn't suffer quite as much as you did because my my acceptance level for for the the loan is at the thirty percent. So right now, I'm comfortably at at the forties. Uh, so so that's that's great for me, and I still have gunpowder to go uh, to the twenties if if it's necessary. Uh, but one of the things that I found very interesting about uh, Danku's uh, video today, and now that we are speaking about it as well. Is the the similarities of of returns that we could have made uh, if we chose to go through the uh, the landscape of going through the arbitrage between Luna and Biluna uh, and and the the spread that now we're seeing of four to five percent in each uh, swap, which is very interesting because in 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 overall terms it seems that the APR could be potentially higher than the Lunaomics uh, strategy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't dove into the uh, the details of that. Um, one thing that I was kind of thinking about that I didn't uh, really under really understand was, um, you know, with the Luna B Luna swap, uh, it goes back and forth between, you know, sometimes it's non-existent to when you do have a crash, that it jumps up to, you know, three or five percent. I don't think that you have the flexibility to to choose when, um, like for myself, I, I could choose either one right i could choose to put all of my luna and be luna into um an lp pool or to swap it back and forth but i wouldn't be able to do that i, I mean maybe i you could do like half and half but um nobody knows when a crash will happen and when you can uh take advantage of you know those those returns so if you look at the whole year um, how many times did we have a crash last year? I mean, there was one time where the spread became really wide and the pool really profitable, but the majority of the year, um, it was just headed up. And with Astroport and TerraSwap, and I don't know if there's any other AMMs that are c- going to come on online that's going to narrow that spread. Um, you, we don't have a crystal ball as to you know, what, what the spreads will be and how profitable it will be to ARB that. I wouldn't I think it would be smart maybe to put a small amount into that just to to profit off of uh that arb when it does exist but I think the assumption that luna is going to 10x is is much more um like I would put much more money on luna 10xing than uh that spread being wide the majority of the year mm-hmm. so um I don't know but I do think it's a legitimate a legitimate strategy I I know Hutch talks about it a lot um and Steffi does I, it often. I, I definitely, I definitely agree with it. But I, I don't think it's only when it's going down. I think it's also when it's going up. So it's when there's big shifts in the market. Uh, but just like you, I need to do some research on it as well. Um, but it, it seems to be pr- promising as well. And then let's see what the new protocol with White Whale that is uh, also coming to Luna uh, shows. Because it's, it, I think it will do that automatically. But let's see in the future and then compare with uh, all of those strategies with the Lunomics uh, strategy. And I think I've read somewhere that this is an ongoing thing, right? Right now, your strategy seems to be the, the, the most indicated one for the ones that accept this risk level. In the future, can be another one. Uh, but let's see. 
yeah, yeah. And I'm completely open to that as well. I, I just, for, for myself, I think that, you know, max pain, max pleasure. <laughs> and so uh, this strategy, when it's going well, it's just like, you know, amazing. And, uh, and when it's going bad, it's just, you know, very painful as well. And uh, I'm, I'm just the type of person that I, I'm okay with uh, taking the max pain because I want to subject myself to the max reward. And it is, I mean, it is a painful situation to be in when you're down 50, over 50%. Um, it, there's not a lot of people that I think can stomach that kind of loss and, and, and um, not consider options. Um, I mean, even myself included, you know, when, when there's, uh, when you're down this much, the first thought is like, well, what if I had taken all my Luna out at, hundred dollars you know and 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 sock some away uh, but you just don't know we could have gone from 100 straight to 150 straight to 200 like solana did you know and and then what so i mean my my premise of 10x still holds and i'm gonna you know whether whether i die on that mountain <laughs> which is definitely a possibility um i i'm okay with it so uh, and everyone's risk tolerance is different. And that's why I never, you know, like when I put that that strategy out to begin with, I said, this is my conviction and, you know, uh, that in that assumption. And because I'm fully convinced of it, I'm going to go 100% into the strategy and uh, was willing to uh, take the loss as well. And and I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't ignorant to the fact that we could, could have pulled that 50% and even, you know, 70 something percent, which is why I reached out to Ed Plaskell several weeks ago and said, Hey, we should put together some sort of spreadsheet that we can actually look at concrete numbers of uh, how to survive a 70 something percent pullback. And I wouldn't have done that unless I thought that that was a possibility and uh, something that I would need to protect myself against and stay solvent uh, so that, you know, I could participate in the, the 10x um, run that Luna will go through. So, um, yeah, it's just, but I'm human like everyone else. And when something like this happens and there's a, there is that 50% and could go, you know, even more to 70% pullback, um, you know, there is pain involved. So, but 20 X now I'm okay with it. Yeah. 20 X now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to our next question. Triple yak. You, you had your rate hand rates. Yeah. Hey guys. Hey Lunomics. Um, hey, how's it going? Good. I hope everyone's doing okay and not feeling too, not feeling too uh, <laughs> frazzled by this. I went, I went through the uh, the crash in 2018, and what's crazy is uh, I was actually borrowing my business uh, at that point as well. So that was kind of a fascinating experience yeah. watching things go down from like 19 down to you know. 18, 17, 16, like all in a day. And I, I didn't realize I was using the Lunomic strategy, but with a bunch of altcoins that all were going to eventually go to zero. <laughs> but that's not what's going to happen here. But um, my question to you is, um, I know that you said that you kind of believe that we're not going too much lower. And so you've kind of, you, you've put your Luna into Anchor now. You're like reborrowing. But um, I'm just curious... Everybody's different, but just for you, what are you looking at when you make that decision to take B Luna and bond it in Anchor or uh, deposit it into Anchor Borrow? 
Uh, I mean, there's different ways for me to lower my LTV. One is to sell my Luna, and the other is to provide it. Um, and just with the, just with um, with what's happened with Astroport and uh, TerraSwap and the narrowing of the spread, um, as well as um, as well as uh, Kajira, I mean, I was actually thinking about just letting myself get liquidated. Um, and that sounds crazy, but um, when I pulled up Kajira and I was looking at uh, where people were getting liquidated, they're all getting liquidated in the 4 to 5%. So to me, 4 to 5% is not that bad um, to, to get liquidated and put yourself back in a 45% um, LTV uh, spot. So, um, so that was my reasoning. I, I, I actually, at the end of the day, decided uh, that I probably don't want to get liquidated and I'd rather be in control than, you know, let someone else be in control. And so um, I'll probably, you know, eat the spread if I need to eat the spread and just bring my LTV down there. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my reasoning. Oh, I, I actually think my question was a little bit different. So like, I'm just sitting on a bunch of Luna in my wallet. Okay. Okay. I don't actually, I'm not actively borrowing yet. Right. So I'm, I'm in the position where I'm still kind of looking for a bottom, so to speak. Um, okay. I'm just wondering, like, if you could put me, if you could put yourself in my position where you've got a bunch of B Luna, you don't have any outstanding debt. You haven't actually actively. Oh, jeez. Like what, <laughs> what, what would be the things that you're looking at? And I know it's different for everybody, but I'm just super curious because you, you've done this now, you've gone through a couple of these cycles where it's gone down and then it's gone back up. And I'm just really interested in what you look at when you're about to go kind of like, oh, I really think this is a good time to take all this B Luna and throw it in. Like, what are the things you look at? I mean, if you took, took your B Luna and threw it in, you would have still zero risk because you're not borrowing off of it. So, right. Um, so, I mean, I would just, I, I would, I'm, I'm, have it. I'm looking at the, you know, the swapping, the, the, not the swapping, the arbitrage though, as like an option. Okay. So. Got it. Got it. I don't know. I mean, it, for, if you're just asking for me, if it was, if it was me, I'd, I'd have that B Luna already in and, uh, averaging in because I, I don't see it, you know, getting way lower again, take that with a grain of salt because, um, I, I, I respond much better to markets than I predict that, them. So I would, I mean, if, if, if it was my account, the B Luna would already be provided and I would be uh, averaging in and, and waiting for, um, you know, a, a day of high volume capitulation selling and then just go all in with a stop below the lowest point of the day. Um, normally market bottoms kind of have that, um, that, characteristic where uh there's just heavy liquidations panic selling um large movement in price with a corresponding large volume and then the large volume goes in both directions so you have like you know tons of selling it goes down a huge degree but then it bounces back up closes kind of near the beginning uh, price of the day and that price action normally um, probably 80% of the time marks the bottom. And so what I would do is just go all in at, at that point, 
with a tight stop that if we ever got back down to the bottom of that day, that I would um, I would flip my position and um, and wait for another confirmation that we hit a bottom. Um, I think that's the biggest uh, the biggest my biggest concern right now is just the the price action of Bitcoin because it doesn't seem like Bitcoin is like has had that like huge sell off and and you know a, a, a ramp up in price it's it's just kind of drifting lower and or, or just holding its price so there hasn't been confirmation in either direction so uh, that makes me a little bit apprehensive of where the market is headed and i think everybody um is a little apprehensive of where it's going um especially at the rate hikes and um uncertainty of the 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 bigger economy like the traditional finance economy um and i think on a bigger picture we're we're in this transition between um uh traditional finance and and decentralized finance and i think it's years away but um i can kind of see the writing on the wall where um you know maybe in five years or something that decentralized finance is going to be independent and um and become uncorrelated with the traditional finance markets. I mean, just for myself personally, as a retail investor, I've moved all of my money over from traditional finance to DeFi. And in the beginning, when I was just kind of dabbling in it um, and the market would drop, I would move all of my crypto into uh, traditional finance to, um, to kind of uh, shore up my balances in traditional finance. But, um, but now that I've shifted over uh, all of my money from, or it, I mean, it was a process uh, in the middle when I started making more in crypto than in traditional finance. I wouldn't dream of liquidating my crypto to put it in traditional finance. Um, and and now I'm just all in, in, in DeFi. And I think that that process is going to happen across institutions and, um, you know, more retail investors, institutions, and then, you know, um, even central banks maybe in the future. I mean, we're seeing it in some countries. So it's going to be some time. I don't know how fast it's going to shift, but it was interesting that there was a couple of days during this market downturn that uh, it seemed like cryptocurrency was decoupling from, Bitcoin was decoupling from uh, the S&P 500. So I, I haven't seen that before in a crash, um, but I think that that's kind of like giving a little bit of, you know, showing that that's going to be happening in the future. Right on. I appreciate the answer. Yeah. Awesome. All right. We got our next ran, uh, next person. It's going to be Scott. Hey, Scott. What's up? Hey, Shigo. How you doing? What's up? Lunomics. Um, so, I uh, hope everyone else on the call is doing well, um, surviving. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I've been managing my LTV. Um, that's probably the biggest take um, takeaway from everything I've learned from you is um, the strategy is great, but if you're not being responsible with your LTV and not on top of it and working hard at it, um, for defending your position, um, it's basically you know foolish to leverage. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I've been sitting around 30. So, and then it's been just pushing up, pushing up, pushing up. I paid a little bit down. Um, I had some stuff in LPs. Um, I pushed it back down. So I'm sitting about $30 liquidation price. So 
Um, I feel nice. pretty safe. Yeah. Um, I feel comfortable around 36%. Um, and that's pretty much where I've had it the whole time. And then I've just been kind of pushing it down to 30 so I could sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. you, well, you wake up in the morning, it's back to 36. You know? Yeah. I just um, set my cr- cryptocurrency alerting and, and then when it wakes me up at night, I have a heart attack. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I've got a new baby. So we wake up every three hours and I sit over and I just, I roll over and while well, the wife's breastfeeding, I roll over and I check, uh, I check crypto. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. I've so got you're my already own. getting up. Yeah. Yeah. She's my crypto alarm. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, so one thing, and I don't know, I'm pretty new to all this. Uh, I have no experience in traditional finance i got lucky through some darts at a dartboard at the stock market when 2020 hit when the when the markets crashed um looked at bitcoin at 3000 didn't know anything really about it watched it go to 5000 um and go wow what is this thing you know like i'm gonna pay uh-huh. three grand i'm gonna go buy me an amazon a share of amazon like what's what's three grand you know that's a lot of money i i didn't know anything and then uh-huh. uh Watched it go to five, then nine, then fourteen, then nineteen, then twenty-one. I was like, "Holy shit!" (laughs) Yeah, quickly too, like three months, four months. It was quick. Um, So then I started educating myself, and finally took forever. But anyways, I got into it. Um, Could could I just say something real quick? Yeah, yeah. uh, About what you just said. That's that's the characteristic of these markets. Is most of the updates happen in a very short period of time. They said that uh, if you take all of the Bitcoin rallies, um, whenever it would rally hard, you know, from like a, a place of consolidation to, you know, two, three X, it happens in the course of a couple of weeks. And so people that think that they're going to time the market and get in exactly right before those two weeks happen after it's been consolidating for years or, you know, months, it's very hard to do. And if you look at Luna, it's the exact same thing. I mean, it, we took a whole year from going from zero to 50 and then, or uh, not zero to 50, like from four to 50. Um, and then once we hit 50 in December, it went from 50 to 100 in a couple of weeks. And that's the characteristic of, of the market. It will, it will pull back and then like, you know, do these consolidations for, months and then it will just ramp up super fast and if you're not already in it and you don't have a position in in the in the you know token that you want a position in it's almost impossible to to get it once it starts going because once it lifts super high people are waiting for the pullback and sometimes it just never happens and then people get in at the very top you know so exactly and i've been arguing with my brother um one of those good arguments though um and we were talking about when's the right time to buy and when's the right time to get in. And um, with Luna, um, it's kind of like that meme, right? One BTC is one BTC. Um, that, you know, I think it's, it's always the right time. And then you just got to keep feeding it and keep defending it. Um, and so I think Steffi, I, I'm a Steffi stalker on Twitter. Um, and, uh, you know, the whole logarithmic buying on the way down um, has been um, so far successful for me. Um, uh, so much through, I think what they do is like Martingale bots and stuff. Um, but for me, I just manually just, you know, uh, increase my buys on the way down um, every certain percentage point. Uh, and that's, that's proved uh, to work out well for me so far until I run out of money. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's. And I think I, that that's probably the best way to 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 get in is dollar cost averaging on the way down. I had a question for you. So, with the markets the way the macro um, is looking, I mean, it looks like zombie apocalypse is coming, um, and that's kind of the fear in the market right now. Um, my problem is I don't really have any fear. I just keep doing what I'm doing based on fundamentals. And so, um, you know, uh, if I want to take a look, peek past the blinders and look at the actual macro, it's, you know, you say, okay, well, how do we survive? You know, how does Luna, um, you know, how does our investment survive a complete meltdown? A 2008 times 10, you know, uh-huh. um, is holding... You know, until that happens, is holding Luna X or B Luna liquid so that you're still earning the right way, um, where you're still exposed to Luna, right? Um, is it, you know, is it LPs? Um, however, if you're going to run up another 50% or 150% from here, are LPs what you really want? Um, you know, is this something you wait for Prism and then just stack your Y Luna? Um, like, what's that? <laughs> What's that strategy to say, all right, well, you know, I've got a, I've got a rental property that ain't paying shit. And I've already, um, you know, cashed out as much as I'm going to. And it'll be 10 years before I can see what I can do in six months here in crypto, like right. in income. And so you say, okay, well, now you start thinking about, all right, you know, just an LP by itself, typically in a stable market. I mean, you could, you know, pay back whatever you get hit on taxes on a sale um you know within a year um and it kind of makes owning a rental property getting paid 400 bucks a month kind of futile yeah but then you look at the risks right versus something real stable and a lot of people try to take crypto gains and put them into physical assets not the other way around yeah so where's that security where's that where's where in your mind would be you know a place to um you know other than obviously the the strategy of just Luna, Luna, Luna. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think the way that you're thinking through it is really good. I mean, uh, I have a friend who is a, uh, you know, he has all kinds of businesses and, um, and some, some businesses do better than others. Um, and then I just recently got him involved in crypto and, um, we had a, a talk a couple of weeks ago and he was, he was saying that you know crypto has outperformed every single one of his businesses, um, but it's so hard for him to make a mental shift in his head to put more energy behind um, behind crypto because he's just done traditional businesses for so long, uh, and he said that that's something that he's working toward. And it seems like you're already like you know shifting in that direction, uh, but there is you know that security. It's just not volatile. Real estate's not volatile and um, you don't have to go through these, you know, massive corrections that we're experiencing right now. I think the thing that gives me uh, just the conviction in it is, is I've seen the macro trend of decentralization, at, you know, from from governments to business. I mean, it's across the board, um, and to me, it's a trend that's it's it's unstoppable, and money. And power is kind of the last frontier of of decentralization. And we're just in the beginning phases of it. So, you know, we're super, super early. And I think that's the the danger is that um, someone could get too leveraged in um, 
at the top of this that when there's a pullback that they could get liquidated. But if you are, uh, you know, getting in to uh, decentralized finance in a responsible way and protect your downside risk, to me, it's like a no-brainer. It, it's it's the future. It's not nothing can stop it. It's like out of it, out of the box. And um, there's going to be a lot of people that try to stop it, but uh, you couldn't stop the internet. And this is something that's not going to be stopped either. And and so th- then it just comes down to well, what are you know what is true decentralization? It's 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 a decentralization uh, of money, but if you look at like, um, wh- when I look at protocols and what they are uh, decentralizing, what they're providing a, a level playing field for, um, I, I can't find anything that, that's better than Luna. Um, and, you know, there is Bitcoin and Ethereum and uh, different protocols. Um, and I think it's great to invest in all of them. Um, but just for my user experience and, and now I'm working with people in third world countries that, uh, I'm, I'm teaching them like how to, you know, utilize anchor earn and different things and they're getting their friends into it. It's, it's, it's something that I believe is going to change the world and we're in the very beginning stages of it. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I. My conviction in it is just, you know, super strong, and I'm in it more for more than just the money. Um, I think if it was just the money, maybe I would, you know, do other things, but um, or you know, different strategies as well. But I don't know. I for what I want to do, um, I, I want to. I I'd like to see a hundred million um, that I could manage to, you know create education centers in different parts of the world. And, you know, so I'm trying to position myself for that. Um, and if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. If it happens, like, it would be awesome. Um, I don't know if that answers your question at all, but uh, that's kind of where my mindset is. Yeah, Luna, Luna, Luna. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm probably not the person to talk to about uh, you know, investing in other stuff, but, um, I hear you. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I like, I like, um, everything you guys are doing, Steffi, uh, Donku, um, everybody, Uniracer. Thanks. Her, thanks for everything you guys do. Cause not having a paywall and not having, um, barriers to knowledge, um, I think is, is the way to go. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I'll be the first one to say that like my way is not, the the right way my way is not the only way you know there's tons of like safer ways to to utilize luna and you know um and to capitalize on on the trend i i just really believe that and when i say 10x like 10x from 100 is a thousand i i was in ethereum when it was you know uh, a couple hundred bucks. I was in Bitcoin when it was a couple thousand bucks, four thousand bucks. Binance when it was seven dollars. I see these things move, and see the technology that makes it move, and and also the adoption curve. Like Sefi posts the adoption curve, and the adoption curve of Luna 
is faster than anything else that we've seen. And the tokenomics of it, it, it there's nothing that come, comes close to it. The deflationary, like Ethereum 2.0 will have a deflationary aspect to it, but nowhere near like what, what Luna has. And so just in every aspect, I, I see the, that 10x, you know, $1,000 Luna is, is actually, you know, it's, it's low. It, I, I can totally, I mean, we're, we're seeing a liquid circulation supply. If you take out uh, the LFG capital that's been inserted into the market because uh, they're going to use that. But if you take out that 40 million, we have a circulating supply of Luna right now that's like 95 million. And you have 95 million from like, you know, a billion a year ago. Um, Bitcoin has a circulating supply of 21 million and, and is at, you know, 30 something thousand dollars. So to think that Luna can't get to $10,000, I mean, I'm saying $1,000 and people are saying that, nah, it's not going to happen. That might happen in the next three years. Like, I doubt it. Like, my conviction is it's, it's going to hit 1000 this year, even, even if we're at 50 right now. I think it could easily hit 1000 this year, almost guaranteed by the, the year after. And, you know, in the next five years, $10,000 per Luna is not out of the question. I mean, if we're already at 95 million circulating supply and we don't even have a Forex protocol out, we don't have, um, we've only, the whole ecosystem has only existed for a year. I mean, what, what this ecosystem will be in three years, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to blow minds. And so when I say surviving these dips, it's surviving these dips for the chance to be a part of uh, something that's going to change everything. And, and I don't think that 10,000, and I've heard Sefi say it, that 10,000 Luna is not, is not an overestimation of what Luna can get to, you know, if the trajectory remains the same. So these, these times, you know, I'm looking forward to calls that are, you know, much better than this. But the, we have to have these calls during times where there are crashes and there are 50%, 70% pullbacks. Um, it just makes, you know, it that much sweeter when Luna 5Xs, 10Xs, 100Xs from here. But you got to go through these pullbacks to experience, you know, those highs. You know, I might make a quick comment. Uh, you know, Donku's here and I think uh, some of the guys that do some of the podcasts, Pantera's here. Um, you know, one thing that crystallizes your understanding of a thing is sort of teaching it. So whether it's me or whether it's... Um, you know, Shigel or anybody, you know, the reality is like, you'll notice that um, it's not just the folks that like to present these things that maybe have dug deep into it to understand it. Um, when you show your family and friends how all this stuff works, um, you, you just get a firmer and deeper understanding yourself. And I think that's an important aspect of it. And what was missing um, in some of the early communities uh, uh, in crypto um well, I don't know if they're missing, but the the, the rate of growth um, is much faster now because uh, folks are on YouTube and, um, you know, developing content much sooner in the ecosystem or the life cycle of the actual uh, of like Terra, for example. 
And I think that's a big uh, piece of why the velocity is higher now than it was back then, right? Like people have better access to content and knowledge. And like you said, like a lot of the things that we're saying here are basically being given away for free. Um, and uh, I think that's a big part of why we're growing as mm. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, I think too, Web 3.0 is just, you know, a different animal because uh, we make all our money from, from what we do, you know, not how many subscribers we get or how, how, my, how many instructional videos we sell. Like we make our money through Web 3.0, which makes me really skeptical of people who sell Web 3.0 stuff uh, because I don't know. I mean, how, 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 why do you need an extra couple thousand dollars when you could be making hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars utilizing Web 3.0? So I think uh, exactly what you're saying is right, that, you know, we're, we're in a unique position that all of our financial needs are taken care of and we can just give information freely so that other people can benefit from it as well. And hopefully it affects the culture of generosity in the terror ecosystem that everybody will be, you know, I'm, I'm so stoked to, to see, you know, people come together, um, like orbital command, put, put a discord channel together. Um, tons of people jumping on that discord and, you know, Uniracer and other others just helping people out. And it's just an amazing thing to see, uh, how generous and willing people are to, to give of their time to help other people understand this ecosystem and how to make it better. And, um, and even like, you know, the willingness of, of Nexus protocol and different ones to, to say, Hey, uh, let's work together and, you know, put something together that, that, uh, helps people in this ecosystem, um, manage their risk, but still, you know, um, get rewarded for it without knowing how to program a bot. And that that's, you know, we're a part of something so special. And I think it's, it's cool to be a part of. Couldn't agree more. All righty. We'll bring our next speaker on. Ryan, have a question? Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, first of all, yeah, thanks so much for doing these calls and, and to the guys putting on the Discord and managing the Discord. And like, I, it's, it's almost fun to go through all this with everybody in there. I think we're all stressing the hell out and watching everything go, but um, it's it's the, the community vibe is is very real in there, and 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 the education happening is like monumental. I, I think. Um, so I think the, the question I had for you was whether or not, like, do you even look at your like uh, cost basis or average cost per Luna? I'm just kind of curious. Like, for, I know for me kind of being sort of amateur and like as we get down and dipping lower and lower, I'm like, Oh man, look at this price point. I get more at this price. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering if, if you even bother looking at that, if you're just like, screw it, I'm just, I'm just looking at that count of, of, of total Luna. So I'm just curious if you ever, if, if you're keeping track of that or not. I, I am not, I, I would say that probably Danku knows more about my portfolio than I do. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I, 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 um, the main thing that I look at is the total amount of Luna that I have and uh, my LTV. That's kind of the only thing that I, and 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 maybe that's dumb. Um, maybe I should know like what my cost basis is and and everything else. Um, and normally I do, but uh, I know I just, yeah, it's just been LTV and uh, the amount of Luna. Well, and it, and it doesn't help that we don't really have great tools for keeping track of that yet because you have to kind of import it and all that as opposed to 
other platforms that that sync well into like those platform or sort portfolio management things. But yeah, I can't wait for uh, Poppy's um, Poppy's thing to come out. It'll make taxes so much easier. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for taking my question. Great. All right. Next speaker. Next question we have is from Alex. He has his hand raised. What's up, Alex? Yeah. How you doing? Um, so this question kind of correlates to the last one that was just asked regarding taxes. Uh, my question is, I'm in the States too. And I was wondering if you had any avenue regarding if you set up an LLC under your name or just any other strategies to, you know, legally reduce how many taxes that you're paying when it comes to a point, you know, five, 10 years from now, if the IRS could potentially see what transactions were being made. And then also, if you had a recommendation for any accountant or any firm similar to that. Yeah, I've, I've, I, I'm not there yet. I'm exploring. Um, right now, I have several businesses that, um, that I can deduct uh, losses on, um, on certain things that will offset uh, the gains in, uh, in crypto. And because I don't sell uh, a lot of Luna, and the Luna that I do sell is like my liquid Luna that, you know, last last one in, first one out, um, I can take a very small capital gains or capital loss on on those trades. Um, it doesn't really have like a huge um, tax burden on it. Um, and I try to, I try to keep it like that. Uh, it's one of the advantages of just never selling uh, your main stack of Luna. Um, LLC wise, um, I'm probably going to do that in the future. Um, but my accountant has recommended that I don't yet. So, um, but it's a really tough thing. I mean, I spent probably three months in the beginning of this year looking for accountants and I, I took the uh, the beginning or the first quarter of, of 2021 looking for an accountant um, because uh, I, I, I saw what was coming for that year and nobody knows, like the IRS doesn't even know how to, how to handle all of this DeFi stuff. Like we're on the bleeding edge of, of crypto and they're just figuring out um, the classification of Ethereum. So, <laughs> I mean, um, you know, I think Hutch would probably be the best person to that I've talked to to uh, make recommend recommendations um, for that. I've I've gone to Polygon. Um, right now, I'm going through Coinly. Um, it seems like Coinly has, for in my experience, has uh, been able to import the CSV files for Terra better than any other um, platform that I've I've tried. Um, but yeah, I'm probably not the right person to, to give you solid advice for that. Oh, good. Thank you. Appreciate the advice. Yeah. Guys, just, just for what it's worth, uh, if anyone is reconsidering reallocating, uh, here in Portugal, there's no uh, capital gains on crypto. So, uh, we're still on the safe haven over here. That's awesome. Yeah. I think when my kids graduate, I've had conversations with Hutch about it that when our kids graduate we're gonna move to Portugal and buy a house next to each other or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta do it. It's, it's amazing here. So you're more than welcome. Awesome. Awesome. Right. Are you originally from the US and you moved there or are you from Portugal? 
No, I'm actually Portuguese. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Is the income tax high? I, I heard the income tax is high. Yeah, I mean, so so uh, the thing is, if you have salaries here, uh, the the income tax on your salary is is, is high. Uh, if you have companies, the income tax on a, on a company is twenty five percent. Right now, for crypto, there's no uh, taxes applied, so that's why a lot of uh, crypto projects and companies are establishing this, themselves here. Uh, we had the Solana uh, conference last November, so there's a lot of things happening in Lisbon precisely because of that. And, and even here in Europe, a lot of the crypto movement is is here in Lisbon. Uh, and I mean, it's it's the weather, it's the cheap prices everywhere in terms of housing and just the lifestyle. It, it's it's amazing. Wow, that's really cool. Now that you guys got me dreaming about Portugal, we'll go on to the next question. Uh, Luna Rick, you have your hand raised. Hey, everyone. Uh, back to like that whole education thing. I mean, the the no barriers to entry and getting all this quality information from the likes of you, C5, and Danku. And we're from the community. We'd like to, you know, thank you guys for that because it's really one of the big reasons we're all here. So, I mean, thank you again. Um, what was going to ask you, I, I kind of have... Well, I have three wallets. I have more than three wallets, but I have three wallets right now. One's uh, mainly for DCA, another one's mainly for following Cephi and then Arbing over there, and then I have my Lunomics wallet. And uh, that one, I kind of got lucky. Um, I had to like disappear for a, a well, well, disappear. I had to go somewhere with really bad reception, and I didn't want to risk it. And before the market really started to go down, I went down all the way to like ten. 10 or 15 percent of my ltv so i'm I'm chilling right now but uh i do have um a loan that i just got and then bringing that on chain soon too and uh, i feel like right now would, would would you feel more comfortable still with the stacking strategy or do you think that in this kind of market um the lp strategy might actually be better if you're just trying to stack luna here obviously it's you know there's pros and cons to both of those, but if my strategy, just like you, is to stack as much Luna as possible, are you still of the conviction that that strategy is the way to go? Yeah, so, I mean, when I look at the current market conditions, like, one of the things that I do is I, I, I look at it from uh, the all-time high, and then and then uh, have a perspective of risk versus reward. So, right now, we've pulled back over 50% from the all-time high, and the previous, like the deepest retracement that we've seen was the one in, in May with uh, cascading liquidations. And it was like a 79% pullback. Um, and now with Astroport and, um, and uh, TerraSwap that uh, provide um, smaller spreads, like the spreads back then were 30%. Uh, it was crazy. It was 30% and then people were getting liquidated at 30%. And then the people that were... were um, uh, liquidating others and getting a 30% discount, they were taking that the, the discounted Luna that they had gotten and dumping it back on the market uh, to lock in their profit, creating even more selling pressure. Um, so all of those things, um, and then with Anchor Borrow um, in the process of going to 80% LTV before liquidation, uh, there's just a lot of things that are stabilizing uh, the ecosystem that didn't exist before. So, uh, 79% pullback back in May. I, I kind of look at that as like the max. Um, and right now we're at 50. Uh, I don't see uh, like the downside risk. Maybe another 20%. Uh, 
Um, but the upside, the upside reward from where we are right now is, you know, 10x, uh, 20x from here. So when I compare like a 200% return to the upside and a 20% uh, risk to the downside, um, I wouldn't be doing LPs here. That's just me. I'm not saying that that's correct or that's what anyone else should do. But for, for myself, um, when you do put your money in an LP, there is that impermanent loss of your Luna when it's going up. You know, you gain the Luna when it goes down from uh, the impermanent loss, but it, it goes up. You actually get less Luna as the price goes up. So, um, I mean, you do have the rewards and the rewards offset that a bit. And then uh, you gain UST that uh, you can use to purchase more Luna. Uh, so it's not as bad as you think it is, but still, if there's you know a 200% upside reward, potential upside reward and a 20% downside risk, I would rather stack. And, and, but you'll hear me say that in every scenario. <laughs> That's the hope you will be today. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I kind of uh, yeah. I'm so I, I'm like sitting on a lot of B Luna, which I imagine a lot of us here are right now. So I mean, it's just uh, food for thought. Yeah. All righty. Thanks. We the next question that we have is from Flacco UST. You guys, uh, thank you for taking my question. Uh, kind of asked a few. I asked around a little bit. My question was regarding B Luna and Luna because. I've been sitting on the stack of Luna. That I've been trying to convert, and the only, my only concern was um, I was reading as far as the slashing event, and that's something that I don't hundred percent understand. So I know they said there isn't really well the people that I've talked to in the community there isn't really much risk when you do Luna to be Luna, um, other than that twenty one days that sucks. But I just wanted to know as far as the slashing risk is that something that's that I should be concerned about, or is it pretty much safe to do Luna to be Luna? Because last night I saw it at five percent, and I kind of missed the opportunity because I didn't want to pull the trigger. So just wanted to know your thoughts on that, if you can answer that question. Yeah, and I'd open that up to anyone else because I'm probably not the right person to ask for for that question. I don't, uh, I I haven't staked um, just because I don't like uh, the 21 day hold or I don't like any kind of lock on my, um, on my capital. I like to have everything liquid so that I can pay down, um, loans very quickly. Um, so, you know, I, I do put B Luna in, into anchor and borrow off of it. Um, but I keep everything liquid and I, I, if I ever have to take stuff out, um, I'll do an instant burn and then kind of eat the spread. But I don't even instant burn things anymore. I'll just w- withdraw the B Luna and take it over to Astroport because Astroport has a smaller spread. Um, so, as far as slashing risk, um, I have I have never heard of anybody experiencing slashing risk. Um, but that's just me. I, maybe there's people in this group that that have uh, experienced um, you know a loss from slashing um, due to the staking. But um, I've never seen it as a big risk yeah if there's anyone else here that can talk talk into that appreciate it thank you all righty uh next question next speaker we have is nakunja nakunja i'm sorry if i mispronounced it hello hi okay first of all i want i want to thank lunaomics because uh, he's here no he put he put out this strategy 
and now he, he was tweeting all the time and now he's here in these spaces um, to to calm down the the vibes uh, i come from a, I, i'm from argentina which is a country uh, which has like 50% inflation and this uh, luna tokenomics and, and this strategy is a huge opportunity like life changing opportunity uh, for us here uh, so i was implementing it uh, i was lucky to enter back in july when when luna was like i think we lost them can anyone hear me yeah no it looks like i think we lost them cuz i can hear you luna yep android is think we lost them Okay, uh, it's okay. Let's go ahead and go to our next speaker until that person requests. D, D, you have a question, Danny. Yeah, thanks. Uh, let me just use this TV. Okay, so a couple questions actually. Um, I've been holding Luna for a little while, but actually W Luna, which makes me feel like a complete idiot, uh, given that I can't or that I haven't really benefited from the protocol, but. I know how to bridge, uh, but is there a way to easily purchase uh, native UST anywhere? Spaces. Uh, so the the thing is, I, I'm very happy to to hear that uh, you want to push a, an education project. For me, right now, I'm sixty percent above with this leverage thing. I have like sixty percent more uh, Luna that. That when when I started, and I have provided like forty five percent. Congratulations! I, I have I have provided like forty five percent as Luna, and I have like 15 percent like liquid to manage. I, I have like dry powder until uh, Luna price of twenty one. So I think I, I I'm okay with that, but uh, I'm happy and and very en enthusiastic about this great community. Here is I can see Dankur, Uniracer, CFI. All of them are, are uh, putting so much information, so much education. And I, I'm a physician here. I, I'm a doctor, and I I I also want to use this uh, this money I, I can make uh, with Luna to push also an, an education uh, project. So I so I will send it to you, uh, Lunaomic, so so you can read it. Uh, maybe we can work together in the future. Uh, I, I teach at the university and, and think that education between uh, children from 10 to 17 years old is, is the way to to change things in the in the world. Uh, so I, I'm more than happy to, to hear that you want to you want to push the some educational uh, program. And thank you very much for being able uh, for all of us. Uh, you are very responsible pu putting away this strategy and you're you're always with us and i want to say that thank you very much awesome i'm dming you right now um yeah just send me a message and i look forward to um look forward to working with you that's that's awesome all right we'll bring it back over to d sorry about that Great. danny no no problem thank you all right so i understand that i can obviously bridge my uh w luna which I will probably do at this point. Um, I've held it for a long time, but uh, I think that's time. I just always panic and freak out that I'm going to mess something up um, due to the size of the position. But 
The question I have is for UST, is there an easy place to purchase native UST without having to go through the whole bridging process? That's the first question. And my second question is, if it's okay, is, um, is there a good way to see uh, how the deleveraging from uh, the Abracadabra protocol is going? I've been following the Wonderland, uh, basically their like portfolio. But is there another way to find this or to figure it out? Because to be perfectly honest with you, that that has been perplexing me for actually longer than even uh, the recent events. So I'm kind of, that's basically the only thing I hate about, I dislike about Luna at this point is I just don't like that strategy. It, it bothers me. So now that I know that it's deleveraging, I, I'd like to know how I can actually follow uh, that type of uh, progress. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I haven't followed that. Um, as far as UST, I think the easiest way, like the way that I do it, is I just uh, purchase um, what I've had to do in the past because I live in Hawaii. Is uh, the only exchange that I have access to is Kraken. So I'll use Kraken to buy a Bitcoin, send Bitcoin over to KuCoin, flip uh, Bitcoin for Luna, and then send Luna to TerraStation, my TerraStation wallet. Um, but now Kraken has provided Luna and you can buy Luna straight from Kraken um, and it's native Luna. So you can, uh, if you want to open up an account with Kraken, it, that's super simple and you can buy Luna there, shoot it over to uh, your TerraStation wallet and then convert the Luna to UST if that's what you're looking for. As far as Abracadabra, um, I don't get involved in stuff that... Um, that I don't understand, or there's a lot of hype behind it. Uh, so I n never got involved in time or the DGen box or uh, Ohm or anything that I don't understand. And for me, that's a lot because I'm not, uh, I'm not, I, I don't like to, to jump into and fracture my attention into a whole bunch of different things. I like to look for the, what I think is, um, the most profitable and then kind of put my energy and time behind how can I do it the best and manage my risk, um, manage my risk the best in, in the, in, in that. So, um, I don't know if there's other people in here that, that, uh, can feed into that. I, I'm not the right person for that. I think the question was, where do you see the analytics for the deleveraging of the D, uh, the, the D gen box? Yeah, basically, and thank you for answering the Kraken part. I, I'm just curious about, so yes, just to reiterate that other question, it's essentially just to kind of assess the risk to the protocol, which, you know, so far I think it's held up fairly well, except for the price. Um, but, you know, I just saw a tweet from uh, MIM Spell saying something about the... Um, Bridging is uh, ETH anchor is currently down, and and we gave them ten hours to fix it. And quite frankly, I just don't like the players at on that team, obviously. Um, so I'm just you know trying to pay attention before I uh, lose my mind, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if if there's anyone else that knows a source of analytics to look at that. Um, feel free to say something. Uh, yeah, Flipside Crypto said they're doing a um, an analysis on that right now. The uh, Anchor AMA. Well, I'll, Great, thanks. I'll take uh, 
you know, another question I, I have, I have a meeting that I'm actually late for, but if there's, hey, Donku is requesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm already on it. <laughs> uh, awesome, awesome. Seems like there's problem, a problem connecting. Yeah, it looks like it. All right. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. One last okay. question. I'm sorry, Mon. <laughs> Um, I got a question. Um, I've been actually doing the strategy that you guys are actually talking about. How about the polls? Is it a good time, like during these times, to get into polls, right? Uh, to getting that um, those rewards. Um, what's like your your uh, strategy on it? I'm using Astropor as well. I, I yeah, I th I think that the pools are super profitable right now, just because there's high volume. Um, if you're already in the pool and uh, the price went down, um, you should have picked up. A bunch more Luna, especially because the fees generating right now are huge. Would I jump in now? For me, no, I wouldn't jump into the pools right now, um, just because I think that uh, the upside um, potential is much greater than the downside risk from where we are um, in in relative to the all time highs. So, for me, I'm I'm looking. I'm more interested in in stacking right now than than LPs. Okay, that makes sense. So just grab more Luna, do the double loop on it, right? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't um, recommend people to loop. I don't recommend people to loop. I, I, I recommend people to use borrowed money to purchase Luna, but and that's part of the strategy. But I don't recommend people to take, uh, take the Luna that they purchase, convert it to Bean Luna, and reprovide it. Um, there's just too many complications when the market does go down, um, you know, different, different, uh, spreads that you need to, um, you need to, you subject yourself to and liquidity issues and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, I personally don't recommend looping. I, I have looped and I do loop every, you know, once in a while, but I don't recommend people to do that unless they really know what they're doing. Um. And I, I've shared uh, multiple times on my spaces that that it's not the best idea to to loop unless you know how to unwind that. Um, but then you subject yourself to things you can't control, like you know the Luna B Luna spreads, um, as well as liquidation and stuff. So um, if you do loop, be be very careful. And I I, I I wouldn't recommend it right now just because the spreads are so high. So I don't know, but on the flip no, no, that side, makes sense. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so yeah. Much. On, the, on the flip side, like I've heard Steffi talk about how he looped um, at the end of the crash um, in May, and uh, obviously that turned out really well. So <laughs> it, it's really, I mean, it, it's it's there's no hard and fast rules on it, um, but if you're experienced, you can do it well. Well, thank you hey, so Donku, much, and yeah, man, it's been not insightful. <laughs> Let's let's close it, Danku. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the one you're closing, but uh, I haven't hopped also earlier in here because Chaz invited me because I was preparing dinner because I'm getting some friends here at home and they are arriving in four minutes. So this is just <laughs> perfectly for me because first of all, I wanted to say a big shout out to both of you for organizing this. I just enjoy so much seeing 400 people of the Terra community coming together and just asking questions. This is uh, so amazing. You talked about this earlier, right? Um, kind of sharing free information and thank you for the different shout outs uh, you gave to me even if I'm a stalker of your portfolio right <laughs> <laughs> you're awesome I, 
I had I had a lot of fun uh, doing this uh, and all the data points uh, and no it's it's cool right um, there are so many ways to roam I don't know if you say that in English but in, in German you say that uh, I just quickly wanted to also share information on the DJ box because you asked right if somebody can can share some insights because um, I'm of course looking right now into Anchor Protocol and the Earn side. Um, so if somebody is interested to understand what is happening on the DGMBOX side, you just need to go on Google and search for DGMBOX Ethereum, and then you will find the smart contract. And what you can do there, if you click on the smart contract, uh, they they more or less plan to have 110% in UST, uh, right? And right now they have basically no UST left. So if you really do the math based on their own expectations of having always 10% of UST in the DGM box, they basically have nothing more in Anchor, which you, I think, see at least reflected that we lost almost 1 billion in UST over the last day. Um, wow. But that's great beca because our yield reserve is just recovering. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Right. Um, so uh, I think this has been the biggest stress test ever for UST yesterday. And it hold it up like a king. And everybody who is like you, also Lunaomics, focusing on leveraging in terms of putting down collateral, it's good for Anchor, right? So also, we should not forget that, right? Um, because it's a big part of the whole ecosystem. So I think it's uh, working out in both ways. Yeah, and I think uh, with Anchor version 2, they've talked about um, their intention of adding a ton more, uh, a ton more different tokens that you can collateralize, which will also add uh, stability to the protocol. So lots of good things coming up. Uh, the 80%, uh, more tokens being collateralized. And there is something else that was, um, oh, I just, before I go, I, I, I'd like to, I'd like, there's a lot of people that are sharing, you know, their uh, fear over the yield reserve for Anchor. And, um, I was sharing in the Discord yesterday that uh, the way that I view what's going on, and Anchor actually came out and, and said their strategy, it's, it, it mirrors the early days of Amazon where Amazon wasn't taking a profit for, for many years. And uh, there's a lot of people during shareholders meetings that would voice the concern that uh, they were losing money every quarter, but uh, they were actually putting a lot of their capital and the capital of shareholders into expansion and big business mindset is that you go for market share, not for profitability, especially in the beginning days. And, uh, you know, you can see that with Google providing free email, Facebook providing uh, free uh, hosting services for all of the pictures and content uh, that people use on their social media platform. And what people are trying to do when they think big, it, the long-term game is you want to capture as much market share as you can. And pay through the nose to do it. And once you have the majority of market share, then uh, you have the flexibility to do whatever you want. Um, and, and I actually look at what's happening with Anchor and the Yield Reserve and them funding this 20% yield as a testament to their um, long-term vision and their desire to capture market share and do it quickly. Um, and, and they actually have the capital to do it because uh, Terraform Labs and the way that they distributed their tokens in the beginning and the price of the tokens now. So I think that Terra is in such a strong place uh, to succeed, not just because of the way that they initially formed uh, and distributed their tokens and now have a huge war chest to fund all different kinds of things, but because of the leadership of Do Kwan and the, the long-term vision of the team. And you can see 
just the past performance of Anchor, I mean, what they've done in the past year is just incredible and second to none in any protocol that exists out there as far as um, saving and yield. So, um, you know, there's a lot of people that that are bringing up concerns of the reserve yield and that it's unsustainable. And um, I, I kind of look at it as a, a positive um, at, and it's so mirrors what Amazon has done in a lot of these um, FANG stocks have done in the past. So uh, that's just my input on, on the, the anchor flood that's been going around recently. Any last words? Does anyone else want to say anything before we close up? Thank you, Danku, for, for that uh, input on the DGen box. That was super helpful. Yeah, my pleasure. And thank you. Thank you so much to this incredible community and to you, Lunomics, and to everybody here. This is the best community in crypto. It, it is awesome to be part of this. Awesome. All right, guys, have a great day. And uh, don't stress too hard, especially if you're um, leveraging. Just manage your LTV and, and be cool. It, it's going to pass, and we'll see a 1,000 uh, Luna at some point. All right, have a good day, guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Luna Omics check-in for the Lunatics, recorded on Friday, January 28th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in Discord for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. Congratulations to the Unstable's Guardian Collection for minting out on Talus, breaking some records. That's good work. TerraSpaces appreciates all of our sponsors. Together, wag me, baby. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Watching these debates like what a bunch of noise when the illusion of choice outmaneuvers your voices. No one really knows what the fuck is going on here. Sitting in the bunker, waiting for the all clear. It's like we're getting steered towards the motherfucking iceberg. Captain all drunk deciphering where the ice lurks. And we thought 2020 was gonna be a nice year. Living with the plague like who brought the mice here? Try to think of it as another simulation. Game full of bugs but it's still fun to play. It's like we're aliens beta testing earth. Digging in the dirt trying to earn a little girth the beast is silent when it defeats the riders living outside trying to meet this virus if you want to watch it all burn from the sky rise delete the science and increase the righteous living like a jerk return to feed the worms vibing like a tree just breathing out the words be careful outside then police is violent feeling like i finally earned some peace and quiet <laughs> It's the best.
piece of pie first Trying to be the fat kid you least admire Feast of fire when the beasts of burden Are getting all bored but at least we're certain We found the imposter living among us Fussing with hunches Another big chungus bludgeon Don't worry the fungus will clean up the guts And get us to function on fleeting assumptions I'll see through the rust from rush to rush Shower stacked up like a bunch of junk So hush your muck before we stuff your luck And break your fucking neck to this like bust a bust Bleeding impulsive, the meeting controls it When breathing corrosive, no eating the bullshit Feeling the worth like it's gonna be a good year Now we're all tired, stop treading on the work here Two spaces.